Hello, my name is Mackenzie Hamlin and I am a sustainability analyst at Bechtel. This is the third episode of our Road to 2030 podcast series and today we'll be discussing how large-scale construction projects can be transformative for long-term economic development. I'm joined by Matt Ovenden who is going to share his experience working on the Curtis Island LNG project where Bechtel implemented an apprentice program and the impact that had on Bechtel's operations and local community and how it relates to Bechtel's 2030 goals and targets. Welcome Matt. Thank you Mackenzie, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. And yourself? I'm doing well. <laughs> Great. So I'd like to begin with a brief overview of our SDG 8 and then I'll let Matt give us a summary of his experience. So goal 8 focuses on decent work and economic growth. It was included in the SDGs in large part as a response to the global levels of inequality and the skills demanded and those of the existing workforce. Add to this a growing workforce in the context of slower levels of economic growth, and it's no surprise that globally, more than 200 million people were unemployed in 2015 alone. Specifically, Goal 8 aims to promote sustained growth, higher levels of productivity, and innovation. One of the key areas around this goal is decent work and full and productive employment, which we will highlight today. With that, Matt, I will let you give a brief overview of the project and how the apprenticeship program began. Okay, so... With the Curtis Island projects, uh, we Bechtel uh, won the the job of uh, the EPC uh, of three LNG projects, all on Curtis Island. Uh, had no bridge access to the mainland. The projects were situated side by side against a community called Gladstone in central Queensland in Australia, and the projects had an overlapping schedule, so. Um, about six months apart from the start of one project to the start of the second project to the start of the third project. So during the early planning phase, you know, each feed for each of these projects was done completely siloed from each other. But during the phase of uh, this work coming online, it was determined pretty quickly that we would have a much broader level of impacts with three projects under construction in a small region of Australia with a community of about 35,000 people. Uh, so, you know, one element of that was the skilled workforce that we required to build three LNG plants at the same time. Uh, they take, the construction of an LNG plant takes quite a significant uh, body of people and, and with a, a high range of skills uh, needed to actually complete that project and produce LNG for our customers. So through, uh, through the early phase of developing how we were going to manage that manpower requirement, uh, studies were held across Australia, Australia to de determine what the skill set was we had within the country and determine what the gaps were with the skill set we actually needed to perform the work. And they determined there were a number of areas within the business that, uh, or within the construction phase that we would need to actually develop or import skills. Um, so a big element of construction in Australia is obviously the social performance elements of that and there is a lot of requirements through our customer organisations, through the government regulators around us, providing local employment uh, to the local communities in the areas where this work was taking place. And of course, a big part of Bechtel's sustainability approach is to help build uh, more resilient communities, but also to help leave the communities in a better place than what they were when, before we arrived and did our construction work. Uh, so. Through the phase of developing what that manpower requirement was, uh, 
one element that came up as a as something a bit different and unique and unique in the situation of Australia was to particularly in the construction world is to actually uh, look at a training program to upskill the local community and more broadly upskill Queensland and upskill Australia um, as part of the process. It's important to also note that the LNG industry in Queensland was brand new. It, we have not had an LNG industry in Queensland before now. So having the skill set required to actually build that plant, but then also operate those plants um, was really quite a significant um, requirement that we needed to fill. Mm-hmm. And um, do you typically hire a local task force? Is this something that was new to Bechtel? Um, and what were some of the, your motivations to start the training program, or how did that take off? So we had, we had uh, regulation requirements to employ locally. Um, as I said, also part of our approach to work is actually to support local communities in the areas that, that we work. Our program was designed to employ local community members first, Gladstone is an industrial base. It has a strong industrial skill set. Um, construction, Bechtel has been in that region for about 40 years through different cons- construction phases of other projects, but mm-hmm. never LNG. So we made a commitment very early that we would recruit locally. Uh, we knew that we would one, we would run out of local skills, um, skilled workforce that we needed, uh, but two, if we over-recruited from the local community, we would impact the other industries in the area, and we didn't want to do that either. We needed to dance that fine line of employing locally and supporting the local benefits for those local community members, but also not actually impacting negatively our partners in other industries in that community. So it was a very fine line we had to sort of march there. So we knew we wanted to upskill the local community because we want them to stay there. We want them to actually get involved in operating in their maintenance programs, mm-hmm. part beyond the construction phase as well. So training was obviously going to be a key part of that. And uh, because of the short-term nature of construction, it's often difficult to, to launch full apprenticeship programs to bring people through a four-year phase of apprenticeship through to a skilled uh, a tradesperson. So... What we don't want to do is half train someone through an apprenticeship program and then complete our construction and leave the region with uh, a whole range of apprentices that have not been able to complete their training. So the three Curtis Island projects um, in, a, in a combined schedule over a, a four to five year period actually gave us the opportunity to, to get involved in longer term training programs. So we, as we all do on all our projects, we have a lot of uh, training and upskilling programs across our projects through the construction phase, but this allowed us to actually get involved in longer-term apprenticeship training as well. And besides the long-term approach, were there any unique features of the apprentice program or anything that you think really made it a success in Australia? Yeah, there were many things. Uh, we had really strong partnerships with um, some Australian government-funded bodies who uh, supported the training program. They helped us. The National Apprenticeship Program and Skills Tech supported us both from the identification of the right candidates uh, through to the actual implementation of the training modules that the, the apprentices needed. So the, I guess the unique feature of our program was really um, employing people that had already had partly completed either some formal training, um, had uh, some career experience in the, the training that we, the trades that we were looking to put apprenticeships 
um, into or apprentices into. And so we used a recognition of prior learning approach uh, to identify the right candidates so we could bring them in, we could identify exactly their experience and the formal training that they had. We could then assess what their gaps were uh, to complete that apprenticeship training and then we targeted their training approach from a, a practical on the ground, um, on the job training and also their module training at colleges in Queensland. So. Uh, all of their training was targeted directly at what their gap was so we could actually fast track a lot of this training without impacting the ability for them to complete their their full apprenticeship um, as required. It sounds like that's a very holistic approach to solving that problem and I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit more to some of the outcomes you um, experienced, some of uh, if you've heard anything from the people you've trained or some of the institutions that you partnered with in Australia and what the success of the project has been? Okay, so our commitment initially was that we would employ 400 apprentices across the three projects over the lifetime of the construction phase and train those apprentices through to completion. Um, we, we ended up, um, our final numbers were 436 apprentices adult apprentices, youth apprenticeships, your traditional style of youth apprenticeships, um, and people that had partly completed an apprenticeship but actually came back in and re-entered the apprenticeship program to complete the training that they'd started in, pre in a previous um, part-time in their careers. And um, so we ended up completing 436 apprentices. A really great statistic out of that is that 94% of the people we recruited um, into the apprenticeship program actually completed their training. And if you compare that to the Queensland-wide statistic for uh, apprenticeships across the board in all industry, about 50% of those people actually don't complete their training uh, for various reasons, whether they were too young, they felt that wasn't the career for them, whatever their reasoning was. But um, this program, because of the way it was structured, the way we had, uh, we had a dedicated training team attached to each of the three projects, we had training facilities on all three projects where we... Uh, spent the time to actually fill the gaps that they needed filled to complete their training. It was very, it's a very focused um, program to get these apprentices through their training in, in, in a good speed. The completion rate of 94% of our apprenticeships, um, I think, can be sort of put down to the fact that we had dedicated programs for each individual apprentice. We had individual trainers looking after their needs specifically we worked hand-in-hand hand with the training organisations that delivered the uh, modules in the colleges outside of the workplace. And in fact, we actually helped the, the, the training companies develop the modules specific to this program so that it actually developed and helped upskill up their team to develop these and deliver these training modules more effectively to future apprentices. So I think not only has it really supported our team to, to get the apprentices on the ground and into their trades, I think the work we did directly with the training organisations also helped them deliver a better program for future apprenticeships. Right, right. And how do you see this translating into other Bechtel projects? Do you think this is easily replicated and what might the business case be for this? You need good collaboration between not only the customer, the customer's a key part of this as well, they need to be on board with um, the, the skilling requirements of um, these apprentices through the construction phase of their projects. 
but you also need the collaboration of the government that we're working in. In our case, the Queensland government and the Australian government were very much behind this. The programs that we we used to support the program were, were government-funded programs to allow them to do the work that they needed to do. So the collaboration across all bodies was vitally important to get this across the line. Um, within Bechtel also, you know, we need our construction teams to understand the need for it and see the value in having these um, training ships and apprenticeships come through and support the construction phase of the business now. The big limiting factor is the time frame it takes to, to onboard um, apprentices and get them completed. But the, the recognition of prior learning concept uh, where we can, we can target particular people that have a certain skill set already um, shortens that time frame and allows <clears throat> the business to bring in people that already have a certain element of the skill set so they're bringing their benefit already to the team. They're working on the ground with their skills that they already have and they're already bringing to the team but we're, we're delivering a better uh, skilled worker um, at the end of the project. And in fact, uh, the vast majority of the people went through our apprenticeship program, programming completed, stayed on as tradespeople and helped complete the work. And there are some uh, of our apprentices stayed on through to the end of construction and now are actually working for the operating teams for our customers yeah. in the community. So they're long-term locals, they've been long-term locals throughout, and they've stayed in the local community with their new skill set helping to deliver the operating project as well. So it's a win-win for both of us. Yeah, sounds great. Um, and could you just elaborate on some of the um, successes of the project or what you, the key takeaways maybe that you experienced? I guess the key takeaway is the program delivers, or the, the program delivered on Curtis Island, a higher skilled community, uh, we were able to engage training organisations at a different level. They were partners in this whole program. Um, we helped upskill those training partners within the local community, within the Gladstone, Central Queensland region, but also statewide and nationally as well. That helped build capability across the board, not only for us, not only for our customers, but for the community, community organisations, and more broadly, state and national organisations. So. It's a great, it's a win-win for all of those organisations, but I think from a community relations external um, point of view, it allowed us to have a great relationship or a greater relationship with our customer teams as well. Uh, we were arm-in-arm -arm in a lot of the areas around this work. They supported our recruitment programs. They helped deliver uh, information sessions to attract the right candidates through. Um, the local community, you know, from local government organisations, local councils supported the delivery of the program. So it enabled us to have a greater reach and interaction with the community um, at a different level than what we would normally have as well. Yeah, it sounds like this project, all in all, um, really touches on a lot of the concepts in the sustainable development goals. We've talked about partnerships, inclusivity, um, really working to make sure that projects are sustainable, not just for the duration of the project, but for the people that they're impacting, for the communities that they're impacting. And this, I think, is an excellent demonstration of Bechtel's um, commitment to that. And our customers will rely on Bechtel when they are implementing these in other regions and opening new markets for us. Um, anything else you'd like to add, Matt? I guess, you know, one, one final point is 
back till the the three LNG projects on Curtis Island were significant impacts on that region. You know, we knew they would have a significant social impact in that region. Our customers knew they would have a significant social impact in that that region. The apprenticeship program really allowed us to not only have a short-term positive influence in that community by developing and skilling the community more, um, it allowed us to leave a long-term legacy in that community by having allowing the local workforce to skill themselves to a, a level where they can actually stay in the community and help improve that community more in the future, not only if they stayed in the LNG industry and in the operating part of the team, but go back into other industry with their new skill set and help develop those industries more and, and, and uh, move into other community areas more with the new skill set that it's been able to gain through that time. So we've, we've been able to lead that community in this particular skilling area. Um, you know, that community is the better for, for the work that's been done in that space for generations to come. Right, and that speaks a lot to the goal of economic growth and keep things moving and um, just kind of always that expansion, but um, at the right scale. And I think that's really important and um, to leverage the existing skills and acknowledge what other people can, can contribute to Bechtel projects, I think is a really unique and defining feature of our project. So thank you for being here today, Matt. I appreciate your um, sharing on your experiences and I hope to have you back again. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. um, if you'd like to learn more about sustainability at Bechtel or more about the topics discussed today, you can visit the sustainability page found on Beck Web under key links.